Welcome to Freezer Social. Today we have author and writer of Action Hero Teacher on the show today. He's going to be telling us how to handle behaviour, so behavioural management. He's also going to tell us how to instil a culture, a positive culture in the classroom. Come so on. Stay tuned. Welcome back to Freezer Social. Come on, Forza Party. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> we've got a special guest. A superhero. Tell us who we got. <laughs> Freezer Social audience, the fans, they're going to love this one. They're going to love this. <laughs> I saw that in his face. Like, <laughs> Sorry. We're going to love this one. We just had a little glitch there. <laughs> we're going to love it. But, um,. Yeah, he's a, he's a writer, he's an author, he's written a big book. Thank you. Big, big book for the teachers. <laughs> and even if you're a non-teacher, it's a big, it's a good yeah, book. Yeah, and it's a, it's a book that we can read and understand, do you know what I mean? Like, I don't teach, but you know what I mean? It makes sense to me. So. Easily, you know what I mean? And he doesn't teach, you know what I mean? Yeah, thank you. You know what I'm saying? It's the Carl Essence then. He's written a book. Ladies and gentlemen, he's written a book called The Action Hero Teacher. Thank you. And he's come dressed as... T'Challa. <laughs> Keep on bet. Keep on bet. <laughs> as as Mr. Yeah. Pupil say, I never freeze. I, I never freeze. freeze. I get red. Action hero, you know. I'm your king. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you get ready. Action hero teacher. Ready, Thank ready. Nah, it's a big book, man. Honestly, like, obviously, I'm a teacher myself, so it was. It's very easy to read. It's funny, yeah. but very intense, man. Thank you. You know what I mean? Because. These I kids, try. they're going crazy, bro. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. These teachers, when Eli, Eli looks tired. <laughs> I'm tired. I'm tired, I'm tired, bro. I'm tired. Even thinking about it is just making me tired, bro. It's, like, it's a good book, man. Easy to read. Like, what we want to know is like your journey. You know what I mean? Your what brought you to write this book? Like, you know what I mean? Yes. Are you are you a teacher yourself? Yes, I'm a fully qualified, fully qualified teacher. So, for those who don't know, Carl C. Poupe, mm. um, I'm a fully qualified teacher. Um, a big part of my career was spent in what we call alternative provision, which was basically I was a NEETS coordinator. And what that means mm. is NEETS stands for not in education, employment, or training. And these were the guys that would leave school, uh, usually between 16 to 19. They would leave school with no GCSE, no mm. prospects. And my job and those of my, uh, of my colleagues was basically to try and get them into education, try and get them into work, because if not, the statistics were quite damning. Mm. Um, if uh, the needs, the, the, the um, students are ident identified at needs, so I think were something like 70 or 80% more likely to join gangs, mm. be victims of um, forms of antisocial behavior, mm. stabbings, uh, drug dealers, drug users, it wasn't very, very good. So it was what we call high-touch intervention. Mm. Um, I worked in that for about five years, and then I've basically been hopping around their education system, whether it's primary, secondary, or further education. Um, before that, so what was really interesting, I worked in East London. Um, I worked in a place called the Isle of Dogs, one of the most... And the, 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 the funny thing about it is that it's next to <coughs> Canary Wharf, mm. which is obviously you know, a symbol of affluence in this yeah, country. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's in one of the most deprived areas. Yeah. Um, um, you know, so it was always very, very interesting to me. Um, so there was a lot of challenges. Um, a lot of kids had um, all manner, of, uh, all manner of challenges that they had to deal with. So when we were teaching them, we had to understand what we call the risk factors. Mm. And the risk factors are very, very simple in the sense that the more likely 
if there's certain things that are happening in the home, like detrimental things, it will affect their education. So, for example, if you've got a child whose parent is on some form of, uh, is abusing a substance, whether it's yeah. alcohol or drugs, <clears throat> single parents, those who do not have close ties to their homeland. So, for example, if they've come from Syria or come from any country mm. um, under quite traumatic circumstances, all these things kind of stack together and create those problems. Because if you've got, for example, a child that came to this country who's 14 and doesn't know any English, yeah. they're already way behind in terms of their education. So all these things kind of factor into but it. That, so. that happened to me. Because when I came from Ghana, um, okay. I was meant to go to year five. Oh, wow. And I didn't know how to speak English. But my birthday Bro. falls in line. You know that August yeah. month. So my mum was like, I don't want you to fail your SATs. <laughs> go back to year four. <laughs> oh wow! So I went. I went to okay. year four, and you know that's that that kind of helped with my development, know, my growth. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because education is really really important. As as because I know you're a fellow teacher, it's really mm. really important because you can kind of, for looking at their year six grade, mm. you can predict quite. Uh, it's questionable, but there is some scope to say where they're going to end up by year 11. Yeah, so, yeah, for example, yeah. if they're below average by the time they, they reach year 6, mm. the chance of them getting an A star dwindles away. It's not impossible, yeah, but usually yeah. you have to do some like interventions or something. So, are you, are you saying like um, you create sort of a profile of different so sorts of students? So, what ends up happening... So, in my book, because I always get a bit... I don't like using the word profile. Okay. In a sense, not I don't like using it, but it can get quite, uh, it can become a political hot potato okay, yeah, because yeah. of, especially when you're looking at the BAM community. Yes, yes, yes. We have been profiled quite a lot yeah, and yeah. I still have some issues with that. Okay. What I try and do is build more of a picture about my students because yeah. the interesting thing, just to go back to my previous point of my background, so I've done that for 10 years and then before that I was in a lot of sales environments uh, and uh, so... I learned a lot of skills, mm -hmm. especially dealing with the psychological aspects of dealing with people, mm -hmm. so on and so mm -hmm. forth. Some of my training has included working with something called CAMS, which is a Child Adolescent Mental Health Services mm -hmm. as well. So I come equipped with a peculiar set of skills, like Liam Neeson, <laughs> to be able to do, <laughs> deal with it. But I can't do those things to the kids. But, um, yeah. you know, I come with a particular set of skills. Yeah. So what that's kind of given me, and also I'm from Bark in East London, Yes, come on. Barking, <laughs> yeah, I would say rapping, man. Yeah, no, yeah. Yeah. I was going to say come on, but I thought, nah. Northwest, I'm Northwest. Northwest, where we come from, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, um, so you know, I've, I've, I've built, you know, uh, you, you learn very quickly what type of students that you're dealing okay. with, and I gave, kind of gave a framework in the book, which I'm sure we'll discuss as time goes on. So. That's that's that. That's my my history really, and I could talk a lot more about Barking as well. It was voted. What makes me laugh about the town? It was voted the worst place to live in the UK, I believe, in 2013 and 2014. The first oh, time what, two years ever. Yeah, oh, wow. I couldn't believe that. I was like, I'm going to move there as well. Cheap houses. Cheap houses. Might be set on fire, but, you know. Barking, Bundes, Hampshire. Man can't stay in the Serengeti, fam. I know there's going to be a lot of Barking people in the comments now. Because we love Barking. Good time. We love Barking. Yeah. I just make no my thing from barking at <laughs> 7am in the morning. <laughs> nah, but yeah. like um, mm. the action hero teacher, yes. why that title? Yeah. What makes, why? what qualities very makes an action hero teacher? Very, very, very good question. Two, two main reasons. Mm. Number one, 
as I was going through my, my journey in education, and when mm. I left alternative division and started going into, you know, I did a bit of uh, um, supply teaching. Mm. Uh, that was like some serious, dangerous minds stuff going on there. Like, really? I'm, I'm not going to lie. Supply teachers. Teacher comes in the class. Let's go wild. I grabbed my beauty blacks for a second, man. The short fife was coming into the room. There's all sorts, but I started to notice. Um, a trend when I was working, mm. especially in the inner city London. Um, there are a lot of teachers that are very, very well trained in terms of their subject, whether it's history, geography, whatnot, whatever, whatever you, but when they came into the classroom, they couldn't teach that because the class was totally out of control. Mm. And because I went through more of a youth work, I've got um, a teaching qualification, proper British teaching qualification, but I went round the other way through further mm. education. Mm. They I asked about the PGCE, which I'm sure you've taken, mm -hmm. and a lot of people are saying the same thing. We got something like a little module about behaviour management and dealing with people, but it's like a week and then it was kind of done. Mm -hmm. So I was like, so they kind of teach you all this assessment stuff, but then they throw you in a classroom with 30 eyes on you, and that's terrifying. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, people. You know, people are scared of talking in front of crowds. But imagine as a teacher, you have to do that every single day. Mm. You've got to stand in front of them. It's kind of like gladiator. It's like you know, Maximus Serenius, man. Like, yeah. Are you not trying to train? With a sword in that. So it's kind of like that. So I noticed there was not a lot of training, and I was very, very lucky the route that I took. And another reason why I chose action hero teachers because. If we think about it, when we go and watch movies, we watch mm. movies because in some there's a part of us that wants to be like that character. Yeah. Mm. You understand? When you watch Iron Man or the China, you wish you were part of that character. Mm. And yeah. the thing with a hero mm. or an action hero is that they always seem to be able to make the right decision mm. in the right time. Mm. So even if they mess up, they learn from it and we see the characters grow, like yeah. you know, Robert yeah. Downey Jr.'s Iron Man or whatnot. So yeah. I kind of wanted to imbue that and say, look, like a hero, you're the hero of your classroom. Because yeah. yes. our heroes tend to be cool, calm, collected, mm. bit on edge, willing, you know, but they tend to get the job done. And that's what I wanted to imbue, to say that you can have that confidence, you can walk in that class and feel like, you know what, whatever comes my way, I'll be mm. able to do with it. So that's yeah. why I chose So you're arming, so essentially you're arming people with how to essentially create their own culture in the classroom. Brilliant, you know what, Kevin? Ring. You know what I'm saying there, yeah? You know what? Come on, Carl. Come on, Carl. Man, take me. Right. Your culture in the classroom. Sorry, can yeah. I have to say that was some serious thing? You didn't work, man. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Haters. Yeah. But what I will say is that I do feel like the title really like kind of works with the the, the front cover of it, especially as well. Like, it looks like, like a movie. Mark. It looks like yeah. a movie. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah, I haven't seen like a book look that good. Oh, thank you. You know, I have to shake hands. No, I'll shake hands in a minute. <laughs> Thank you very much. You know, you, you did say though, yeah. um, how that you know all these teachers are being trained yeah. on their subject, so yeah. they don't see the subject. But yeah. because they're not good at, well, I wasn't good at, but not trained on behavior management, mm -hmm. it's hard for them to implement this knowledge that they learn yeah. about their subject. Mm -hmm. yeah. because it's hard to teach it yeah. in a certain environment. Yeah. Therefore, would you say that this behavioral management is therefore probably equally as important as the subject they're teaching? That's it, that's it. Uh, yes. And the long and short of it is yes, spot on Carl. That's why I like Carl, you know, two cards. <laughs> Psychic link, Professor Xavier. No, it's, it's, it's absolutely important. I mean, even when I was thinking about classroom management, behavior management, I always, the thing is, I want to say something a bit controversial in the yeah. teaching space. Oh, you can't. Controversy. Yeah, come, come, <laughs> I'm from Barking, come. Um, I don't believe. It's contentious because when we, when you say behaviour management to people, it's almost like it feels like you're brainwashing or you're just yeah, making yeah. everybody do what you say. Mm. 
you can't, the, the only person you can truly control is yourself. Yes. That's the only person you can truly control. But in controlling yourself and the way, the manner in which you handle yourself, you create a culture. You do create a culture in your classroom. I always say to people, you are the bellwether of your class. You are the symbol of your class. Mm. Okay, if you look at somebody like, um, one of my favorite superheroes, I have to say, is Captain America. Um, yeah. I, come on, it's action here, a teacher. I have to get some <laughs> Bruh, man. And what is interesting about his character, if you mm. look in the film, is that he's not as strong as four. In fact, he's one of the weakest members of the team. Hulk will beat him up. Mm. Four will beat him up. Tony Stark, well, that's contentious in Civil War. Yeah. But you know what I'm saying? <laughs> he's not got no magical, extraordinary powers. But mm. the fact of the matter is, the reason why he leads the Avengers is because of the example that he sets mm. in all the films. It's the person who he is. He's the, he's the character everybody wants to get behind. And I think mm. that's a really powerful statement. Mm. You know? So when we're dealing with behaviour management and classroom management, you can, going back to what you were saying, Carl, it is as important because there's always a saying that I've uh, stuck in my mind since I was, uh, I was uh, uh, learning to be a teacher. No one cares how much you know until they know how much you care. Mm. Yeah? If, and being a teacher, you're being a leader. If you cannot lead, it doesn't matter. If they don't like you or they're not buying into you, yeah. Yeah. that's what we do with a leader. We buy right. into them, yeah. right? If they cannot buy into you, so they're, they're not going to learn nothing. Exactly. What you, you, what you have to sell doesn't, yeah. doesn't mean nothing to them. It doesn't mean nothing to them. Yeah. Yeah. That's why people yeah. were following, if you look at what's going on in politics, you know, with Boris Johnson, not to get political, but whether, I'm not saying anything, you know, about you know, him in particular, but the reason why people don't like politicians is because they say one thing and then they do something else completely mm. different. Mm. And that's why we're getting into all these problems. So, yes, it is as important, dare I say it, because if you can get them, trust me, I've done um, cover lessons where I did not know a thing about the, the subject. Physics, wait, <laughs> trust me, if, if you rely on me for physics, we're all going to die. But <laughs> the fact of the matter is I've got them reading or whatnot, what have you, um, because mm. I had to get them to engage with me in the first time. Yeah. Mm. Whereas the teacher who's a physics teacher who knows his stuff can't get them to engage they're not going to learn anything. Mm, so sure. that's what I'll say. People skills is the, one of the most important things, not just for teaching, but for life. Yeah. You know, that's one of the most important things you can learn. So that's, that's what I feel, I believe. No, that's, mm. that's wicked, man. Um, yeah. let's, let's delve into the book. Like, yes. Let's get into the nitty gritty. Because you speak about the four types of behaviour management. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, what, like, just explain to the viewers what sure. the four types of behaviour management sure. are when it comes to teaching sure. these crazy kids. <laughs> No problem. I say that with a straight face. Yeah, no problem, no problem. Um, what it is, is I come up with my own theory. Big up. Uh, come, on. come on. Come on. Come on. I came up with my own theory, and this kind of was born out of, and again, a lot of my stuff, I'm not just talking just from, from experience. Like, you know, you know, I put a tea bag in there, and I threw it in the air, and that's how you should do it in your class. A lot of it is actually backed by actual science mm. or psychological references and I list all my references in the book. Mm. So there's a there's a famous theory called um, uh, by a guy called a psychologist called Abraham Maslow. I don't know if you've ever heard of the guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah hierarchy of needs. Mm. Um, and basically Maslow's theory was very simple is that basically you've got like a pyramid and mm. you've got needs starting from you've got different types of needs. And what yeah. it is is that you kind of climb up this pyramid. Yeah. Um, so once you satisfy a lower need, then you can satisfy the higher need. So the, the bottom need is uh, physiological needs. Mm. So for example, if you're in a classroom and there's a tiger in there, you know, so your physiological needs, then you've, I've forgotten it now, I should know this, but it's you've got hygiene. physiological needs, you've got, I don't know, safety, and then you've got other ones like relationships and self-actualization. Mm. So let's go into that. If I was in, if we're in a room and a Siberian tiger walks into this room, 
we're not going to be thinking about how's my relationship with my wife how's my yeah. relationship with my yeah. cousin you're going to be thinking there's a tiger in this room i need to leave mm. i need mm. to go all right so you've got to satisfy those those needs so i kind of did my own theory off the back of that called trust mountain and basically, again, it's a pyramid. And what Trust Mountain, where I'm doing the Illuminati sign? Jeez, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a rock! It's a oh, this is going on YouTube. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Illuminati symbolism, yeah, they're going to say. Might get us more viewers, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Just get a picture of Cloud doing that. Yeah, exactly. I do a lot, I do a lot. Basically, what it is is that every single one of your pupils, when he's going on a behavior management journey with you, so when, if I was in a classroom right now, in my head, I'm splitting them into four different types of pupils. Mm. And what you've got going from the bottom level to the top level is how disruptive they are. So in my book, the bottom level is disruptor, compliant, positive and engaged. Mm. And what you as a teacher must do is you have got to basically help them climb up that ladder. Yeah. And the more, the basically the higher up the pyramid or higher up the mountain you go, the more they're going to respond and behave. And I go yeah. into that. So it goes from disruptive being completely I'm not engaging with you, I hate you, I'm swearing at you, I'm throwing cheers, all the way to engage like, I love you sir, or I love you miss, in a platonic way by the way. Mm. Um, <laughs> right, don't want no one in prison. Um, <laughs> uh, you know, to I'm gonna listen to you, but it's a journey, and you basically you've got to make sure you're hitting all those needs on that yeah. pyramid, and that's how you're gonna get up there. And yeah, that's that's what it is, and I talk, how do you do that? And I can go more for that. Mm. 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 Right, I'm with you. Yeah. I don't know, like, mm. I mean, we, we've got all different personalities. Sure. So, you know, it all varies in yeah. a classroom. Yeah. Like, how do you apply it to an individual? Like, I don't know, Carl, what's, what sort of personality are you? Like, what, what, like are you an introvert? Where, when you were in school? Oh, I was, I was very much an introvert, I'd say. Introvert, yeah. yeah. Mm. Wicked. So, everybody's got different personalities. So, are you talking about the teacher or the students? Yeah, both. Like, both. How, how, how does the relationship work when you're trying to deal with behaviour? Great question. Now, everybody, I'm not, so in the book, I mentioned something called the classroom management spectrum. Yeah. And what that basically means is that imagine there was a line mm. and on one side, so let me explain before I even go into that. Mm. My belief is there's two aspects to what makes a great teacher. Yeah. There's two things a great teacher must have. One is authority. Mm -hmm. All right. And we can talk about what that means. <clears throat> authority, which is the ability to command respect and control of your classroom. See, I never liked those teachers, man. <laughs> no, 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 but I, so, I, understand, I understand what Carl's saying. Okay. What's yeah. this? In regards to God. Yeah. What's this? What's this? I'll explain. Um, one, and the other aspect is what I named warmth, your ability to empathize, mm -hmm. emotional intelligence. Mm -hmm. Now, when we talk about the word authority, and I go through this in, in, in a chapter in the book, authority has a very, very, very bad rap nowadays. Yeah, right? Exactly. When yeah. we think about the word authority, you think of fed them. <laughs> the boy, the boy, exactly. You think of authority. If you think about authority, you think about dictators. You yeah. think about uh, like Machiavellian CEOs. You mm. think about bullies, right? Mm, yeah. But if you actually look in a dictionary, and I did this for part of the book, when you look in a dictionary, yes, the first definition is to to obey or to command respect. But the other part of authority, when we talk about authority, we're talking also about things like um, one of the lists it has in there, something along the lines of the somebody who's an expert in what they do so mm. you would say they're an authority the ability to influence others so for example on youtube you've got guy I, my wife watches some hey Nanny, uh, my <laughs> wife watches lots and lots of interesting like youtubes and she showed me a video of a guy who's got like a million subscribers and all he does is he makes tea he shows people how to make tea like uh, so so yeah for real so like uh, if you put green tea like 
I didn't know this. You've got to leave it in there for two minutes. Like, you, you can't just drink it straight. You're a heathen. You're a pagan if you just do that. Because it has to brew and whatnot. But the fact of the matter is, the guy's making tea, but he's an authority. He's got followers. He's got influence. You guys are authorities, mm-hmm. you know? And you're becoming authorities, you know? Because people listen to you and listen to whatnot. It doesn't mean... Authority doesn't necessarily mean... You, you don't say to, you, to your, to your um, you know, watches, subscribe, otherwise I want to come, you know, call... And Kevin are gonna come and kill you, and you know we're gonna come and kill you. You don't say that. Hey, subscribe or I'm doing it. That's always a part. You don't know what's going to come. Carl's gonna become, <laughs> Carl's gonna become <laughs> Liam Neeson. <Yeah. laughs> I won't no, find you. Don't subscribe. I won't find you. And I can't see the house. She can't send me. Big up Jack Neeson. Big up Liam Neeson and his coach. People remember what he was doing, but anyway, but um. You know, authority does not mean... Authority basically means that you're respected for something that you know. You understand? When you go to your doctor, your doctor is an authority. If your doctor said, look, I learned doctoring off YouTube, you'll be very frightened. I'm going to operate on you. Would you go to that doctor? No, exactly. <laughs> I was the only one. You guys were like, I don't know. I was thinking of many different things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You but know? you, you know, that's what authority basically means. You command respect because of what you know and the person that you are. Mm-hmm. So there's something in the book I talk about, there's something called positional authority, which is the authority that you, you know, most people don't like positional authority. Police, yeah. whatnot, whatever you, I'm not big up the police. But there's something called personal authority, which I still speak about. And personal authority is your character, the way you carry yourselves. Mm-hmm. In fact, I've got a quick question to, to, to kind of ask you. Mm-hmm. I want you guys for a second to think of your favorite teacher, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right? Think of your favorite teacher, he or she or they, or, you know. Mm-hmm. So very quickly, I'm going to flip it. I'm interviewing these guys. <laughs> <laughs> freeze <yourself>. <laughs> <laughs> I'm <on. laughs> I want you to think about your favourite teacher and very, very quickly, in about, just say, 30 seconds or so, I want you to explain why was that person, yeah. he, she, they, why was that person your favourite teacher? Okay? So who's going to go first? Okay, we'll go first. Oh, right, cool. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> my favourite teacher, it would have to be a gentleman called Mr Robinson. Name drop. Uh, name drop? Come on. Do that on your own team. Why? Why is Mr. Robinson? Just because, just like you said, it was his character. He had the empathy, but he also took time to, to understand you and explain things to you. Okay. Um, people, don't get me wrong, there was always, you always had the person that tried to yeah. take the, the mick out mm-hmm. of it. Like, well, and how did he handle it? How did Mr. Robinson handle it? <laughs> like a boss. That's what mm-hmm. I'll say. You'll go to him and say, okay, so you'd think that was acceptable. Mm. And then educate them on mm. what they were doing and why what they did was wrong. Mm. Um, yeah. But yeah, no, he just, he just took time. He took time. Um, and he always tried to... He always, went, he always wanted to help. Okay. He'll always talk to you if he... For example, if you got sent out of the class and he happened to be... Well, hey, what happened? Mm. Do you know what I mean? So he, he was a good teacher. He was mm. a good teacher for me. Brilliant, brilliant. Personally. Thank you for sharing that. Um... For me, um, it was a teacher of mine in uh, high school, and um, the reason why I quite liked her is because um, no names, cousins. Don't give me the ID. Not me, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't say it much. I'm saying it. Miss Alton. Miss Alton. What's the first name, though? Nah, nah, nah come on, man. Miss <laughs> Alton. Yeah. yeah. Name drop. Come on. The thing is, like, yeah, for me, like, of all my, I was no respect to my other teachers, but like. Not only did I feel that she knew what she was talking about, mm. but she was quite, um, you know, enthusiastic about the subject. That's That's it, yeah. Also, she was actually enthusiastic about her students and them succeeding. Mm. So, like, if she saw one of her students, for me, example, like, struggling in a particular 
um, part of the, the work that we're doing that day, mm. she might hold me back up to class and kind of help me with it or you know, speak to me about it. Um, I was one of like kind of the, the students who are, are on board to doing quite well in their like year nine SATs. Right. She, she um you know she put she put in the time. Gifted and talented, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So it was actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so do, do you think her taking the time uh, to De- understand your needs and to definitely. just to help you, definitely, and also make me aware of my own ability? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So okay. she she empowered you. Yeah, hundred percent. Like I was one of the, the, the few people in that year to get like get like a level eight in maths. Because like, you were an introvert as well, yeah. as you said it. So. Yeah. Eight in maths. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah, man. Do you know what I mean? I've got a level seven, man. What <laughs> <laughs> I was eight. I've got that. If it wasn't her, do you know what I mean? Yeah, man. I'm proud of that, man. Thank you, Carl. So she sounds like a wonderful person as well. Yeah, I'm, I'm hearing a similar feed, but I'll, I'll, I'll do my yeah. summation. But yeah. oh, thank you for sharing, yeah. Mr. Mr. Mine, mine, mine was a PE teacher. <laughs> oh, PE name teacher. drop. Come on. I, uh, I can't remember his name, you know. Oh, wow. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I just didn't want to say his name still. Mr. Gilbert still. First name. Don't know. All right. Don't know. Those are old school. Yeah. You know what I mean? You can't school. look up people yeah. in them time. Yeah. You know what? I remember. Yeah. I remember a lot. Of, I remember a lot. That's why. Yeah. So. yeah. Now nah, he was laid back. He 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 took the time out to always talk to me one yeah. on one. Yeah. Um. You know, he always like like a bit like Carl. Just empowered me. You know, yes. he always made me believe that I could do more. Yes. You know that I shouldn't. You know, just end it there. Sure. Just go the extra mile. You sure. know what I'm saying? And Brilliant. He was good, man. He was good. Just his awesome. personality. He was down to earth. He was. I didn't see him as a teacher, to be fair. Mm. How did you see him? Just as a, as a human being, just like a normal guy. That's how I meant to be, though, isn't it? Brilliant. Mm. So just to do my quick summation, that's very interesting, because what, a couple of things I caught. You guys didn't really speak. You spoke about the subjects, but that was not the most important thing. Mm. It's the way that person was. I kept on hearing the word empowerment, so they held you to a standard. So if you were slipping, they weren't like, oh, do whatever you want. Mm. They were like, no you can do better yes. and they pushed you mm-hmm. so they were using their authority responsibly mm-hmm. and like what you said you said to, to paraphrase you said if somebody crossed over the line with mr mm-hmm. robinson mm-hmm. you handled it like a boss that's yeah, the, yeah, that yeah. was your words yeah, yeah. so what he showed was that he yeah. cared but he also had that boundary yeah, that yeah, said look this is what it is 100%. so you guys the interesting thing about it you guys have left school you know 10 20 years ago Unless you're doing a passport job 40 years ago. Kanu. Got grandkids now. Um, oh, what's, the, what's, the, what's the youngest? <laughs> no, <God. laughs> the fact of the matter is, you know, decades, it's at least decades ago, you still remember them. But what you're remembering is you're remembering how they were towards you. Mm-hmm. And the emotion, right? Subject. Yeah. Now, I've got another challenge for you guys, apart from Elias, because obviously, you, you know, you teach a subject. If I sat you down and gave you those GCSE papers again, do you think you would do just as well? No. <laughs> so if I gave you the GCSE or the whatever papers that that teacher taught you in, whether it's mm. English, Mr. Robinson, and I gave it to you right now and said, could you do it again? Mm. Do you think you would do just as well? Now? Yes. Probably better, yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. No, 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 no. The, only, the only reason is because I, I guess I've had time to, to understand myself and I, taking knowledge in a different way that suits me. Okay. With no prep, but what I'm trying to say is basically your knowledge basically can fade away. Okay. I got a B in before numbers, I got a B, which was what a six. I got a B in maths, and if you put that same maths paper in front of me, I wouldn't be able to, you know, if they said that I've got a gun to your mm. wife and kid said, I say, baby, oh, yeah, 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 no, 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 that they treat yeah, you, yeah, and yeah. that's what being an action hero teacher is all about, and right. that's what I'm right. trying to teach. That's, yeah. that's, that's good, man. That's a good so, analogy. Come on, man, like good.
you mentioned the spectrum. Yes. Okay, so you've got the dictatorship. Yes. And then you've got the yeah, laid back yeah. approach. The doormat. Doormat. You got you got teachers questioning themselves. Am I So again going back because I completely because I I you guys, I became interviews. No, it's me. Um in the book, I call it the classroom management spectrum. Mm -hmm. Everybody's on it. I'm not expecting everybody to be robots. That's mm -hmm. not what I'm saying. We all lie between that spectrum. So, as you said, you've got a more authoritarian mm -hmm. approach, which is, the abs you know, if you had no warmth or empathy, you're a dictator. Mm -hmm. Slobodan Milosevic, you mm -hmm. are Saddam Hussein. Jeez. On the other side of it, <laughs> on the other side of it, if you were very empathetic and kind and whatnot, mm -hmm. but you had no authority, mm -hmm. then you are dormant. You are, you know, he remembers Charlie Brown, old school Charlie mm. Brown. I don't know, showing my age now, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know, he's always getting bullied. When, yeah. I, when I look at Charlie Brown, I really like, my man got bullied, you know? Because you know, he put the ball down and he goes to kick it, the girl pulled the ball away. Now that's bullying. But you know, you've got no authority, that's when you're a doormat. And what I'm saying is that what you want to do is try and get to the middle as much as you can. Mm. Now, you don't have to be dead on the middle. That's very hard to do. So you might be more of a firmer teacher. Mm. That's fine. And it depends on the age ranges that mm. you're teaching as well. Yeah. So if you're teaching, for example, I don't know, if you're in primary school and you're teaching year ones or year twos, you're not going to sit down now, what you do? You're not going to do that. You're not going to do that. But if you go into secondary school and you're like, okay, children, okay, everybody, five, four. You're going to do the areas in which you're teaching. Then. You've got to, what you've got to do is you've got to show a lot of emotional intelligence. Mm. And one of again bringing movie characters or TV characters. One of my favorite characters, Game of Thrones fans here, guys. No. You're not. You don't watch. Game I don't of watch. I don't watch it. I'll get into it. I'll try. I'll try. I've got nah. yeah. Carl, you watch Game of Thrones. Isn't it? I watched a little bit. I'm not like season four. Okay, I'm fair enough. Eight. I'm not all the way in. Okay, fair enough. All right, I won't use Game of Thrones. Tyr Tyrion Lannister, by the way, that's what I was going to use. But basically, if you look again, superheroes, you look at somebody like Batman, mm. who has got no superpowers or whatnot. He's my favorite, by the way. He's a pick up Batman but Batman can beat up Superman all that because he's very aware he's mm. very aware of the people and 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 the situations he finds yeah. himself in he will you'll put him in a room and he will figure out things and that's the same thing you've got to be as a teacher mm. you've got to be aware to um I speak in my book calling I call it reading the room mm. and quick anecdote the, how I come up with that is because before in a Many decades ago, I used to be an MC and then I became a host of a talent show. Oh, yeah? Jeez. Trust me, it's not only trauma. I've got more bars than Soho, you get me? Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, one of the things I had to do, when I, so it was like a battle rap, there was a place called like, um, have you ever heard of Deal Real? Um, uh, what's that? The Jump Off? Yeah, all that. Yeah. I was around that era. So, we did our own talent name and I became the host. And what I became very good at is that you kind of got to know who's in the room and you look out to the crowd so depending on the artist that you get you kind of got to match your set so mm. for example i never forget there was like this guy who's like proper like 80s r&b crooner you know them proper like mm. ralph Tresvon. you know what i mean like you need a man with sensitivity that guy but then you have all the grime kids in there you know what i'm talking about the grime kids all, yeah, all, all, all like that you know the ones when you talk to them yeah still you get me they talk to the floor and everything so my man was i had to stop him and say listen no R&B love songs today. Look at the crowd. He's like, oh, it's, it's gonna go well. What? No, I don't know why I'm doing Michael Jackson voice, but the guy got slaughtered because they're like, come off, man! Do you want to come and listen to no R&B? <laughs> but he didn't read his audience, yeah. so he should have put a maybe more aggressive song in there or whatnot. So you learn quickly. The best performers I ever saw would look at the audience and tailor their set to the audience. Mm -hmm. So you don't always see that. How you feeling tonight? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Any ladies in the house? Yeah, yeah. Right, I've got a song for you, ladies. Yeah. 
or what, what not, what have you. Yeah. Those guys are experts, and that's kind of like when I walk into a classroom, I still got that thing. Mm. I look at who are the characters in the classroom. Mm. What time of day is it? Because that makes it so. Big, as a teacher, big, you know, big, big, you know, big thing. Period five Friday period, afternoon. Period five Friday afternoon. Yeah, really. Last so period for the weekend. You need to take into consideration the weather as well. The weather hot, if it's raining. They go nuts. You know what? When Caesar walked into the and they were like, they're just going nuts, jumping on it. They go crazy, crazy. I'm telling you, man. No, seriously. I'm not gonna lie. When it was raining, I was like, oh, no, no, no. When it's hot as well. So, for example, if you've got the last period before the weekend and you're gonna give them a big long test, like Whoa. an hour long test, Whoa. it's not gonna happen. Mm. It's hot, they're bothered, they're just coming from playtime or whatever, mm. you know, and depending on the age, so all these things kind of factor in, mm. every single mm. thing, and you've kind of got to be very aware. So for example, if you know that it's wet play, mm. and they've just come in, or if you know that it's hot, yeah, and they've just been messing around, got to you've got to tailor the, the activities mm. and know who your, mm. your characters are. So you've got to know who your disruptors are, who your mm. compliance are. You've got to know who your positives and your engaged are. So you might think, wow, you know, you're, you're asking me to do a million different things. But if you go through the book, I kind of tell you, and I give you like cheat sheets as well. Mm. And if you do, and the thing is, what I want to say as well, there's not a magic bullet in this book. I'm not saying, you know, you're going to turn your school into Hogwarts Academy. It's not going to happen. And that's the thing, and that's what I liked about the book as well. You were very honest, honest and, and it was um, mm. very, just very honest and true. You've got to keep it real because the thing is, a lot of, if you've got a kid, I'm not, so for example, if you've got a kid who comes from a really horrendous traumatic background, mum's mm. a drug, a, 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 you know, a drug addict, you mm. know, he's been moved from home to home, mm. you know, he, he lives in, you know, he's got extreme socioeconomic difficulties. Mm. Getting that kid to become, I'm not saying it's impossible, but you're not Coach Carter either. You know, this ain't, you know, you're not Samuel L. Jackson Coach Carter. I am thinking like that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I want to be the difference maker. There's no Washington, remember the title no changed. No one's straight out the window. Straight out the window, no. <laughs> no, it's, it's not going to happen that way. It's going to take a long time because that particular individual will need a lot of work. They might need some, you know, counselling. They might need a lot yeah. of things, um, social services to get involved. So I'm not saying you're going to take that person who I nicknamed Johnny Table Flipper. Um, we've all got it, or Megan Rubberfrower. I'll say it in the book, Johnny Table Flipper is not going to be hearing you. It's going to mm. be a process. But what I would say to all teachers is that I can't promise you your, your school, your class is going to be mm. Hogwarts, mm. but I can say you can take every child one level. If you've got every child, the disruptive kid to be compliant, yeah. the compliant kid to be positive, mm. if you took your children up one level, your classroom will be a hundred times better. And mm. I can say that because I've got different strategies in the book to, mm. to do that. So, you know what? It's, it's true because obviously, you know when, mm. you know when you're in school, mm. you know, you, you always had those classes where you look forward to yeah. because you knew the teacher was dope. Like, you mm. knew, yeah, yeah, I'm going into this, hey, what? English? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. So I'm not going <laughs> to enjoy that. Yeah. But then you have maths with a terrible teacher. Oh, you ask for this one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know what I'm yeah. saying? So it's true. Mm. By, Developing a culture within that classroom can really empower the students, same way your teachers would. No, absolutely, mm. absolutely. Mm. Um, but I mean, with regards, like, see, in in the, in the classroom, you know, you know like mm. identifying um, a student at these particular levels, for example, a child who's at the very bottom. Yeah. And you know, you're gonna get to a place where you think like, there's actually no hope for this child, mm. but they're affecting the way I'm teaching everyone else. Mm. Would you then do in the first instance? Okay, mm. so. 
This is what I'll do in that particular instance. Yeah, I was one of those kids. Back in the class. Trauma. That's why I became an MC. I imagine you all hooded up in them ones. All hooded up in them ones. Back in the corner. What I would say, so you've got a disruptor. You've got somebody who comes, he or she, or they as well, come into the class, they don't want to listen to you, they don't care about you. And what I'm saying as well with this, by the way, is not only for school, if you're a parent, it's, mm. it's the same process. If you're dealing with young people, mm. you can map it to what you're dealing with. Mm. So you, I'll ask myself a couple of questions. Number one, is he disruptive or she disruptive with everybody else? So, for example, what you've got to understand is that it's the, the trust mountain theory is very fluid because mm. you can have somebody who's disruptor in one class but they're engaged in another class, exactly, yeah. depending on the teacher. So for example, if, so I'll give you a perfect example of this. When I was in a school, I was, I was a form tutor and there was one um, individual child who um, came out as gay mm. and the child was fantastic across the board, absolutely fantastic, but would not do PE. Refused, argued with the teachers, whatnot, what have you, okay? Um, the reason being, what we found out was because there was a lot of body confidence issues. Um, okay. And they didn't want to, and because obviously he came out, he was dealing with, you know, bullies, as you would know, people are not very kind. He was scared to go into the changing room. Now, when I spoke to the PE teacher, all the PE teacher was saw, saw was what the symptoms, the signs. Mm. They weren't really looking deeper, because like, he, he refuses to wear his kit, he refuses. So in that case, he's a disruptor to that PE teacher. Mm. But to the maths and English teacher, he's engaged. So what I would do, go and investigate, obviously we dealt with it and we got him the help that he needs and he started slowly to do PE. But if you didn't look deeper into it, you wouldn't know. So I would ask myself the question, who does he have a relationship, he, she, they? Who have they got a relationship with? Is it the same across the board? Why? The second question I would ask myself, so that's number one, are they engaging with me? Mm. This is important. If, okay, if you've got a kid saying, shut your mouth, you're an idiot, you're a fool. Although at the time it's horrific, at least they're talking to you. Mm. The red flag for me would be if they don't talk to you at all. The reason being that is because if it's, for example, a kid says, you know what, can I, is it all right to swear? I'll swear one time. Yeah. You're shit. Yeah. Right. You can have a conversation. And I love that. Mm. You're shit. Why am I? What is it that you don't like? Mm. Right. Mm. There's something that in sales, which is, is funny because they learn that in hostage negotiation. If I can get you to talk for a minute, I can get you to talk for 10 minutes. That's why if you watch some hostage negotiation films, mm. they start with pleasantries. They don't start saying, how are you doing, Mike? Because they're trying to build rapport and they keep probing. They keep probing. Mm. But the thing is, they're building a relationship with you. Mm. If he's talking to you, at least acknowledging you, or she or they are acknowledging you, you can build that rapport with them. Mm. So what I would do in that case, it depends. There's so many millions of different factors. But I would work on a relationship. Mm -hmm. I'll work on building a relationship with that person mm -hmm. because the reason being is that if you look at most disruptors, shouting's not going to work. They're yeah. used to it. Mm -hmm. They're used to being shouted at. They're used to being the bad kid. In fact, mm -hmm. some of them they crave that because yeah. that's the only attention they get. Yeah, that's what they want. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So if you're trying to come with something different, and this is not a trick, because I used to be a disruptive kid. I was always having fights. I'm from Barking, man. Come on. <laughs> disruptive. I was always having fights with people. Or whatnot. Mm -hmm. But again, my favorite teacher was a woman called Miss Pierce. Um, I don't know her first name. I've been trying to track her down, I can't find her because I want to say thank you because she was the only one, when I'm fighting all these kids, I, was, I had a lot of things going on at home or going on for me mm -hmm. at that time. And she was the only one that said, why? And I would kick and scream, but she would always ask, why? How are you doing? And she built a relationship with me. Mm -hmm. So it came to a point where even if I was fighting, all she just had to say is, calm, and I'll stop. Mm 
Because mm. I didn't want to let her down. Exactly, yeah. because she made yeah. an effort. Whereas everybody was saying, you know, Carl, that one's just ruined. Mm. I don't want to deal with him. She was the only one that made the effort. So that's why I put my time in. Uh, you know what? Yeah, I, I have so, a similar story like that. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, no, 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 go for it. Um, no, so I, I, I got in. I, had a, I was having a fight, right? Mm. And um, there was a. This teacher, uh, not even a teacher, he was more like a helper sort of thing. Yeah, mm. like a TA. Uh, yeah, teacher his, name was, his name was Junior, Jamaican man, just like Jamaican accent. Mm. But he was, he, yeah. he was one of those guys. He related to, to us lot. Do you know mm. what I'm saying? Like he related to the kids, mm. not not making it like yeah, I'm an adult, you're a kid, like you mm. need to do this. Mm-hmm. And you know he kind of got in between the fight, and I'm, I'm I went to lunge out and, and hit the guy. Anthony and Joshua, yeah. <laughs> and then I, I, hit him, I hit him by accident. Oh wow, and. I felt so bad because he was like, I can't believe you did that. Mm. And I was like, look, it wasn't like, I wasn't trying to, and he understood that I wasn't trying to hit, but it still hurt me mm. that I. And I bet I mean? you would rather him have shouted at you in that moment than say what he said, right? Yeah, yeah, 100%. Because you know why? Because you built up trust mm. with him and you felt you broke his trust. Yeah. And that's with every, and what I'm saying is not any form of trickery. Right? It's not, oh, do this to manipulate. That's manipulation. Mm. If you are a teacher, a te- being a teacher is a vocation. It's a calling. I wouldn't say, no offence to my teacher, my, my teaching colleagues out there, there are other jobs you can make a lot more money in. Mm. Right? If you don't care about the job, then that, you're not going to struggle. Agree. You're going to struggle. So what I'm saying agree. is you've got to be genuine. And one thing I can say, and if any of my, my students were here, is I genuinely care. I want to know more about them. Mm. I want to see them do well because... I would not be um, here if I did not have mentors. As yeah. I was saying, barking, just to touch on barking really quickly. When I was growing up, I didn't realise how messed up the town was at the yeah, time. Yeah, it could be a lot yeah. better now. Um, <laughs> I didn't realise how messed up the town was until I went into the working world. Mm. And in fact, I had mentors that literally took me out of things. I'm not saying I was like a bad man and I was killing people. Or mm. I'm not giving that impression. But, you know, I've seen people with guns, I've seen people with knives, all that type of stuff. And... It was the relationships I formed with my mentors and my teachers and the people mm. that were pushing me on that that's got me sitting where I am now. Yeah. And mm. that is what you've got to do. Mm. You know, I always say education, the word education comes from the Latin word educare, mm. which basically means to bring out. Mm. Now, education seems like to be putting things in, putting things yeah, in, putting things yeah. in. Facts, facts, facts. But true education is, it's almost like, you know, uh, is it Da Vinci that did Michelangelo? Who yeah. did Michelangelo? No, who did um, David? Michelangelo's David. And you see him, and I like the quote um, they said about Michelangelo because he sculpted this, you know, the, mm. you know, this beautiful sculpture. And he goes, mm. how did you do it? And he said, David was always in that block, but I, all I had to do was set him free. Because mm. he was chipping away. He goes, I saw him, he was always in there. I just had to set him free. Mm. And that's what you're kind of doing is that when you're teaching your kids or teaching your students, You've got to look at what's the best in this, mm-hmm. this and you've got this to is it. get set it free. This makes sense. Yeah. This this yeah. makes sense to me mm-hmm. because that's how I believe teachers should teach. Mm-hmm. Do you understand? Because mm-hmm. I, in school, you could tell the teachers that it's just they didn't really care. Mm-hmm. Do you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like they didn't really care, yeah. and then you could tell you could tell the ones that did care. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you know yeah. what I mean? So, 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 so it makes you think about like what's what's getting in the way of teachers doing this kind of thing. Can I can I make can it's I get through to that? Can I get through to that? Let me let me actually you go first. You go first. What I honestly think is, because there's there's a shortage in teachers, 
they are trying to get everybody and anyone into that profession. That's my thing, isn't it? Mm. Um, far off. They're, they're trying to, they just say, oh, become a teacher. You see it on the TVs now. Oh, yeah, 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 you see become the Become a teacher. But the kids and are never like that. I look exactly. at that and I think, what kids are those? <laughs> 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 and I'm like, please, huh? You ask a class and question, they'll be like, do you know what I'm saying? Why are you talking to me? Yeah. So don't look my And no one, I feel like people don't get that. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, they don't, like, being a teacher is a lot more than just going in Monday to Friday for a paycheck or the holidays that you get or anything like that. You can't win. Sorry, I saw this thing on, I think it was on BBC4, Channel 4, BBC4, Channel 4, and it was undercover, undercover teacher or something like that. And he went into this school and there was this boy, I can't remember the guy's name, but anyway, this boy, he said, I saw something in him. Like, um, he was confident, like he, he was so sweet at lunchtime, mm-hmm. the, uh, break time, mm-hmm. and yeah, he got in trouble with the teachers, mm-hmm. but he, this guy's thing was they didn't really understand him, mm-hmm. do you know what I mean? And yeah. he probably would have left with, without prospects, because if mm-hmm. you sell selling sweet, they're like, hey, what are you doing? Exactly. Now, now come with me. And he, he, he gave him a task, he was like, can you... So they're going to bring um, parents into the school to show, yeah. to kind of, you know, yeah. the open yeah, day sort yeah, of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he was like, I want to see if he can actually handle this situation. Is he going to be the yeah. typical guy where it's just like, you know what? Oh, yeah, school, yeah, here's this, here's that. Or is he actually going to sell the school? Mm-hmm. And he did. He was like, they were like, so how, how did he deal with yeah. um, behavior? And he's like, look, in any school, there's bad students. Yeah. But the teachers take time to understand why you all get in trouble. Yeah. And, you know, this guy took him out and said, listen, I'm going to pay for all your school. Yeah. I'm going to pay for all your textbooks, everything, because I see something, something in you. Um, and That's yes, this guy wasn't a teacher, but he was like, I left school with no GCSEs, no nothing, and I had mm-hmm. to make this for myself. So I want to empower you, who these teachers think that you've got no prospects, to actually yeah. show you that I'm going to pay for your school, pay for this, help you with this. That You know what? That's such an excellent story. I've got a story to add on to that one. But yeah, now you're, 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 you're spot on. Just to add on to what you were saying about why, sorry, was it Carl you asked? Yeah, like, why yeah, is there these yeah. pressures? Sorry, actually, you, you, I think you're going to answer that, weren't you, Alice? Because you're... you're yeah, I was, no, 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 I was just going to say, no, you know, because we were talking about, we spoke before about yeah. um, teachers from different cultures yeah. coming in and not yeah. understanding the culture. Context, yeah. The, context, the school culture, yeah. for example. So yeah. say, for example, if you work at a school in... Um, let's say in, in, in a nice area, yeah. let's say in Kensington or something. Yeah. Good school, yeah. outstanding school, mm-hmm. and then yeah. you've come to, let's say, Ealing. Barking. Barking. Ealing's quite leafy, he's got whole foods and all foods. You know what I mean? <laughs> or you've gone to, you know, Barking, let's yeah, say, for yeah. example. Yeah. Culture's going to be different. Yeah. So, you know, there's a lot of teachers that's coming in from Australia, Canada, yeah. and, you know, it, it's a culture shock for them. Sure. You know, mm-hmm. so me personally, I think that the teachers that are coming in from abroad, mm-hmm. The foreign teachers, they need to be, there needs to be an integration training. Yes. Yeah. They need to this, integrate them agree, to understand the culture of yeah. of the students. So say, yeah. for example, like, you know, at the school, you know, yeah. big up my, my, my old colleague, Tom. Ono <laughs> came in and he's like, Oh man, like, what, what does what does moist mean? <laughs> so the kid, the kid said, I'm so moist. And I looked at him and I said, you're doing a great job. <laughs> I was like, keep going. You're doing a fabulous job. You're doing a good job. Keep doing your thing. 
he didn't take, but he didn't understand the culture of the of, of the kids of the school, and yeah. that's what I was gonna say. What What do you think about that? Is an ex- excellent question. Um, I'm probably gonna be a bit controversial in this mm. one as well. But I like I'm controversy. Gonna, I'm, I'm gonna answer it the best that I can because it's quite a complex question. Mm. Why? <sighs> okay. Let me start with my story, mm. and then I want to answer your question yeah. hopefully. Now, people get very touchy when, especially when you're looking at places like London, mm. which is very, very multicultural. Mm. Okay, when I talk about multicultural, I'm not only talking about race. I'm talking about in terms of attitude. If we look at, for example, with, with Brexit, London was the biggest city that just said no. Most of the city said no to Brexit and whatnot. Whatever. Mm. Now, I'm not going to go too deep into that argument. But what was the underlying argument? What I find interesting about that whole Brexit debate was that most of the underlying thing was about immigration, about mm. tolerance of, of other people. And I'm not saying people that voted to leave were, were racist in any uh, shape or form, but mm. if you look at the narrative Less of informed. exactly the Nigel Farages and mm. whatnot, it's very much immigrants are coming in, we don't mm. want everybody to come in, whatnot, what have you. So what that basically means is that there is a tension mm. between dealing with, different, uh, dealing with different cultures and understanding different cultures. The thing with school, and this is where the controversial um, aspect comes in, is that one of the things as a teacher is says to teach British values. That's one of the things, and it's mm-hmm. something called the teaching standards, which is to promote uh, and teach British values. Mm-hmm. Right? British that's values. part of the, your job. If you don't do that, so if you don't do that, then basically, you know, that's that's a red flag. Well, what are British values though? About tolerance and inclusion and all those type of things. But if we look at what, so so a hot button topic is the government. Um, You've heard about the relationships um, mm. thing that that's happening. So basically, they're teaching about uh, uh, they're promoting more values about um, the LGBTQIA plus community. I want to mm. make sure I get that absolutely right. Mm. Now we've seen that tension. So for yeah. an example, one hand they they're teaching, you know, and it's going into primary schools. But if you go to places like Bradford which are, you know, predominantly Muslim and whatnot, mm. they've got their own set of values, mm. all right? Mm. So the government are saying, we, they have to learn this, and there's no opt-out. And then another, they say, well, according to our religion and our culture, we don't yes. want to learn this and whatnot. Mm. And I'm not saying either side are right or wrong. I'm just saying this is what happens when we don't have cultural sensitivity. Yeah. Because mm. now what the kids are doing is they take it, not kids, the parents are taking their kids out of school, saying we are going to boycott school this is because it. you are not being sensitive to mm. our religious beliefs. Because in our beliefs, we believe A, B and C. The government are saying we believe A, B and C. Mm. So what we've got to be very careful as, as teachers and i think what you've said is a really really important topic is that i believe teachers should have some form of understanding mm. because what i've seen from experience and i'm not calling out any schools or colleges i've worked in is that it could be a level of what we call superiority mm. so they might come in and say well in this country whatever country we do things like this so you guys should do things like oh that. i hate that or oh. why are they acting like and i've heard teachers talk like this why they're acting like that um I can't believe we're in England or what not, what have you. Now, I'm not saying it's racist or mm. against the culture, but it's the era of my way is the best way. Because mm. they'll say things like, well, where I was raised in Hertfordshire, we don't do things like mm. that, but you're not in Hertfordshire. Hertfordshire. You're in Barkingley, mm. you're in Whitechapel, you're in Ealing, you're in mm. Howell, you're in Peckham. Mm. You've got to it's have like an understanding. Or that is the, the, the thing, because I think I've danced around this. I'm kind of like Tyson Fury, because no, I don't want to offend anybody, but what I'm also saying is there is that era of cultural superiority yeah, and I think yeah, that yeah. needs to be broken down because does, yeah. I'm very lucky I'm a Londoner through and through I'm from East London so I was very lucky to be raised in a very multicultural community so I've got a kind of understanding so when I'm talking to the students 
I kind of understand whether you're from Pakistan, Syria, because I'm kind of used to it. Mm. And I'm not saying this against you know, any race, whether you're Chinese, white, what have you, but it's like when I go to Portugal, even if I go for two weeks, I'm trying to learn the language, mm. trying to mix with the locals. You know, you can't go into a place and then completely dismiss somebody's you know culture and expect was, them to respond. I was in the airport, sorry, yeah, I was yeah. in the airport, yeah, and um, mm -hmm. this this woman, where was I? Uh, I was in Lanz I was going Lanzarote. Lanzarote. Yeah. And, and and this this English person was basically like, why don't they speak English? And I thought you must be joking. You come to their country and you're telling them to go and speak English. <laughs> Does that even make sense? It's that is that is my fear when it comes to education. That is the thing that I I've seen because when I speak to my kids and I speak to my students and they will say things to me like, you know, so and so this teacher just don't listen. I don't think he likes me. He doesn't. He treats this group of kids this way. And I, I want to bring in this guy who's an absolute hero, a hero of mine, a guy called Tony Sewell. Okay. Um, who, in fact, he's, he's also a writer as well, isn't he? He's a writer. Name drop. Come Name on. drop. Dr. Tony Sewell, Come on. I say. Um, I think he's generating um, genius or whatnot. So basically, he wrote a book which was seminal um, called Black Masculinities in School. Mm -hmm. And what he spoke about was he was talking about unconscious racism, unconscious bias. Mm. That even if teachers, and I'm, again, he, it's very empirical. He's actually done, if you've gone by that book, it's brilliant. And he's basically saying how, he was not talking about racism, like overt racism, but he was basically saying that there could be unconscious biases. Mm -hmm. You know, so if you see two different kids, so if, for example, you saw two Chinese kids fighting, mm -hmm. two white kids fighting, two black kids fighting, there'll be different meanings associated with each one. So, for example, you would say to the Chinese, oh, they're just messing around, but if they're two kids, oh, they're fighting, they're violent. Mm -hmm. You understand? Mm -hmm. And it's talking about how we as teachers need to kind of recognize those things to mm. kind of look at it in, in that way and there are with, with all our institutions none of our institutions are 100 percent fair for real. and that's why i was inspired to kind of write this book because i was the only i'm i couldn't find any other books on it um from my cultural wow. perspective mm. it's true the only book i could find was i'm not saying maybe i didn't look hard enough but i was doing i wrote that it took me a year to write that so i was mm. looking at everything i could find mm. and there was nothing else so mm. i thought it's important that everybody gets a voice at the table. Yeah. You know, I'm not dismissing any what anybody else is saying, but I think that in order for our institutions, whether it's education, the police, mm -hmm. politics, to get better, is that we need everybody at the table of course, yeah. to voice course. their opinions this is it. This and is it. to look at it from a different perspective. So mm -hmm. that is my belief, and you're, you're spot on. You've got to come in almost humble in the mm -hmm. sense to say, look, I'm willing to learn. I'm willing to learn, and I'm exactly. willing to engage and try and understand. And I think the exactly. best teachers are very, very good at that, mm. at, at, at being open-minded yeah. and trying to absorb rather than resist what mm. their, their students are kind of picking up. Does that make sense? No, it yeah. makes sense. So, it so makes if, sense. We, if we want teachers to be more like that, yeah. I mean, like, is that something that can actually be, be, be taught? 150%. Okay. 150%. We, we, we underestimate our capacity as human beings to learn things. We really do. Mm. A lion is a lion. A lion is a lion. A lion will never say, you know what, bruv, I want to be a gazelle today, bruv. You'll never look at the gazelle and say to the gazelle, you know what, bruv. Man, I'm going to run with it's you. It's not really fair. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to say, I'm going to run with you, yeah. man. Yeah. 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 Exactly. It all comes down to, in, in the book, I talk about the, what I call the student triangle, which is mm. when you look at your student, there's, 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 three, um, there's, there's three main areas that mm. influence your student. When, you're, when they come to your classroom, you've got their actual personality. You know, we, 
it's been, I haven't got the scientific study on, on off the top of my head, but I think they say something like 40% of your personality is genetically predisposed. You inherit some of your own personality from your parents, right? So you've got their own individual quirks and what they like. You've got the environment they're raised in. So, you, you know, we're not only talking about family, we're talking about the city and, you know, where, the, where they come from. And then we're obviously talking about the school environment. So you've got all these things that you've kind of got to take in for real, to for what you, you've got to do. And for you've real. got to be able to, again, going back to what I was saying, you've got to understand and be able to be sensitive to those things. Yeah. Yeah. And we can learn those things. It's all learned. I hated cells with an absolute passion. Being in a call centre, it was like hell, big up all my people in call centres. It's, mm. it's, it was hellish. But what I learned was that if I want to do well in this job, I have to learn. Mm. And these things are learnable. I mean... If you're not even a teacher and you read that, it's a primer. Yeah. Because that's how kids, look at kids. Kids, we don't give them a textbook to learn to speak mm. English. Mm. They just hear us. I've got my daughter who's, you know, a, a toddler. She's just hearing what me, I said, rubbish. She said, rubbish. I said, wow, <laughs> I've got to be very careful. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Exactly. <laughs> Trust me, I'm using all manner of codes. If you heard me and my wife talking, we're saying, did you see that? Yeah. This person, that person. <laughs> using codes. You see, a one, two, three person. I'm yeah. using all manner of codes. So it's the same thing. If you really want to learn it, mm. you can learn it. It's possible. I'm not saying you'll be like Tony Robbins yeah, or you're yeah, going to yeah. be, but you can. It's kind of like football. Not everybody's going to be in the Premiership, no, no, but no, everybody, no, no. you can get them to a level they can play a game of yeah, football. Yeah, yeah. And that's where I want to kind of get you to. That's, you know? No, that's interesting because, um, sorry, we've got, we always do a Forza party request. We've got yeah, a few yeah, requests. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, sorry. Sorry, I just want to ask one, yeah. one, one more question. Yeah, How do you think uh, the advancement of technology is affecting teaching? Yeah, this, yeah. I think it's very interesting. And, and sorry, yeah. um, sorry yeah. just to add on Go to that, obviously there are now, um, I've seen online that there are um, online teachers now, uh, where yeah. you can, you yeah. basically, you can basically teach your kid from home yeah. with this, these online sessions. Yeah, so you're, you're talking about what is called MOOCs, which are massive online open, Courses. I mm. think that's what a MOOC stands for. It's an interesting time, not only just for education, but for everyone, because everything's being disrupted. And I do think education is primed to be disrupted. We, the model that we're using is the Edwardian model. Yeah, it's, it's, an ancient, yeah. it's, it's an ancient way. And I think. And do you feel like the kids are not really in touch with education anymore then? Because it's so Edwardian. Yeah, that they have to move into the technological age now. We are. So, for example, if we look at the time when the, the modern education system was developed, we're looking at you know, the Industrial Revolution, mm. that's in this country. And that's where the modern uh, education system was born, the Children's Act of 18... I can't... Okay, I know someone in the comments going, no, it's actually 1890. <laughs> so I'm not going to say that, but we're talking, you know, a couple of hundred years ago. And again, if we look at why education was, was formed, yes, it was to educate people, but also to prepare them for the world of work because we were becoming more industrialised. Mm. Yeah. Now we're moving into an age where... I say this, and this is another controversial statement. Kids don't actually need teachers the way that we think we, they need them. Mm. Let me explain, qualify that statement. When I was growing up, if I wanted to find out something, I had to go to a place called the library. Some of you guys might not know what a library is, <laughs> but there used to be lots of libraries. I'll go, go to the reference section, photocopy the pages that I want and take it home. Mm. That would take me a day. I had to plan that for a day. Mm. You know how your parents would drag you, come on, let's go. <laughs> come on, let's go. Yeah? Now, if I want to know something, it would take me 10 seconds to find out. Yeah. I'll take my phone out, I'll Google it and I can find it out. Mm. So the mode where we're teaching kids, where it's like we're just teaching them facts, I think it's becoming obsolete because they can find the facts for themselves. Yeah. We should be turning more from teachers into coaches. Yeah. We're saying, all right, 
fine, okay, you can find that information, but how do you know that information is good information? How do you know it's qualified? So they'll go, yes, I went on Wikipedia, innit? But I go, is, so, it, does that mean it's trustworthy yeah, information? We've got to help our kids know what good information is and how to teach themselves, yeah, if that yeah, makes any yeah. sense. So I think we, we're primed. So rather than fighting against it, because when I talk to every teacher, the biggest battle is phones. And again, that's instituted by the school. So you've got to follow what the one country um, don't allow schools phones in, in, in what sorry, don't allow students to bring their phones into schools. That I think it was France. I'm not sure I could be wrong. I it, France. it could it could be. But I kinda of, my opinion on it is why why fight it, mm. if that makes sense. If it was up to me and I was education secretary or I was the governors, whoever decided the policy, you've kind of got to think outside the box. Embrace it's kind it. of it's kind of like um Adam's fruit or it's mm. kind of like Eve's fruit you know Eve's apple mm. the more you tell them not to do exactly. it they want to do it so if you say put your phone away put your phone away put your phone away they'll do it so why don't we say all right fine you've got your phone now okay all right come on I want you to google right now google what the capital of, of France is mm. look up some information take a picture mm. screenshot it let's throw it let's screencast it on mm. the board mm. so what what you've done yeah, is you've taken yeah, something which is a contentious that. issue yeah. and you've now yeah. made empowered it exactly yeah. you made it a resource Obviously, you're going to get some kids that mess around, but rather than resisting, because I used to do martial arts, and the thing I always think of is that um, I used to do Wing Chun, big up Bruce Lee, learned that. Um, and one thing it always taught me is that the stronger somebody tries to, to, to hit you, you move out of the way, you redirect their power. Yeah. You don't hit power with power. Yeah. You understand what I'm saying? And sometimes a lot of these battles in schools is you're hitting power with power. Oh, yeah. They've got their phone, yeah? Their phones are grand. I see some kids with brand new iPhone X Gold or whatnot. Yeah. Yeah. 11 year olds as well. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like, on the new, mate. Like, can you keep it safe? Yeah, like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. exactly. <laughs> eBay, eBay, eBay. So I want you to think of this from this perspective. It's a very valuable. Our phones are very valuable. They've got a grand phone. All of a sudden, you're trying to take that phone away from them. Yeah. That phone is their life. Literally, mm. our phones are our lives now. You understand? It's got everything on there. Mm. Bank deals. So think of it on a human level, not a teacher-student level. Mm. That phone represents their life, their status. You're snatching it off them mm. in front of their classroom. And then you wonder why they go mad and they yeah. start flipping tables and frying chairs. Mm. So you've got to try where you can. Obviously, I'm not saying disobey the school's rules or whatever you've got at home, but you've got to try and, you've got to try and turn, yeah. it, turn it on its head. That's yeah. what I believe. For so real, yeah. technology, to go back to your question, I think... We're moving more towards online. You see Masterclass, everybody's yeah, seeing yeah, now, yeah, all these yeah, famous people. Yeah. What I read about was eventually in America, um, Silicon Valley, they're, they're trying to get like, the best in the field. So if you've got someone like Stephen Hawking, I know he's passed away, mm. but the very best, they'll give a lecture. It'll be, you know, every student will be on it. And yeah, then they'll have teachers. Yeah. So they'll have teachers there to discuss what they've learned. And I think that's an innovative model um, because, again, it kind of eliminates the classroom. So what they're saying is they can have those lectures like two days of the week, three days a bit at home, or they'll go to a collective hub mm. or they'll study with their students and whatnot. So, I, you know, I, I'm not in America. I haven't seen it. I've just heard about oh, that's it. Oh, interesting. Interesting. Though, you, that's Elon interesting. Musk, Elon yeah. Musk is um, taking, his, he's taking his kids out of school. Out of school and he's just... He, he says he's teaching them the way that... Elon. No, but he says, <laughs> no, but he, says, he says what you say yeah. in terms of the education system is flawed. Mm-hmm. Um, and he wants to, he uh, I think he says he's too prescriptive. Yeah, he wants to get yeah. up to like twenty students, and he's like he's teaching them things that. I bet if I'm, I, I could be wrong, but it's what they want to teach. Is exactly. that what they want to learn? But, but or said, what they're interested in? He said in something about, for example, rather than giving kids the screwdriver to open up an yes. engine, mm-hmm. he just gives them their, their engine, engine, and then he's like, okay, 
open it up. That's it. And then they find yeah, different yeah. ways, Nor- different tools. You're yeah, just yeah. In Norway, nice Norway or Finland, this is not even... My G. <laughs> Trauma. Um, but in Norway or Finland, they're already kind of doing that. So yeah, they, forgive me, because yeah. I'm so scared of the comments, because I'm going to get... Someone, there's always that fact-checker that just... Don't worry, don't worry. Don't worry. Don't worry. Denmark, yeah. But what they're doing in, the Scand- in a couple of these Scandinavian countries is that they'll take you from year 7 to year 9, normal, and then they just scrap the, mm. the thing. They say, all right, we're going to grade you. So, for example, you give us a project, like a business you want to mm. run, and you tell us the things you want to do. You work with your, your classmates, and you get graded on that. And they're not only grading you on what you do with your business, but your people skills, whatnot. Yeah. And what they, and I love the argument is that this is closer to the real world than exactly. what they, you know, learning about Henry VIII and his eighth mm. wives. Mm. That's never, I've never been to no job interview. So, okay, Where? Carl, I love you, but uh, we love you, but you've got to tell me about uh, Mary Magdalene, not Mary Magdalene, uh, you've got to it's tell the, me about Catherine Arrogant. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What yeah. do you know about, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. That's never was she, ever come. Was she a pifty? <laughs> 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 I did my man chop her head off? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, we've got to kind of move. So, if I was the education secretary or the prime mm. minister, I think we've really got to be You've got to embrace the change, though. And you know, exactly. even, like, well, I went to Croatia recently, actually, and um, on the way back to the, um, the airport, I was talking to the, the taxi driver, mm-hmm. and he was talking about the kind of the education system over there, and he's saying that, he said that, like, whereas we go to college and stuff like that, yeah. they have a similar thing, but what they do is, is you decide what you want to do in your life, mm. and then there's a school for that. So wow. if you want to be, be a chef, you go to chef school. Wicked. That's smart, I mean? though. That's yeah, smart. it's simple as that. Than... And, and touching on um, teaching kids the real uh, things that they'll actually use in real world, mm. there should be more courses like coding or or, mm. or um, what, what's the other Contro- one? Controversial programming. I want to be controversial again. Hit me. I like controversy. I think there's a lot of things. If, if I had the power to change curriculum, I think one of the most important things we're missing is money. Money management. Hundred percent. Mm. I think. I we spoke to, about this, didn't we? Yeah, I went to. I was invited to a talk where uh, Martin Lewis. Uh, Name drop. Come on, Martin Lewis, money saving expert. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> He's having a fit. He's no, big, 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 big in the game. I absolutely <laughs> love him. Big, worth big. about two hundred and fifty million mm. pound. Mm-hmm. Um, big in the game, and he basically. I can't remember who was there, but there was somebody from the education department. Yeah. yeah. Um, it was really exclusive. I was quite lucky, but you know, said you know, Carl, you're for coming along with us. I was like, mm. Yeah, I'm, li- I'm living boy from barking. You never face. Never face. Keep on back. Trust me. Keep on back. Keep on back. Yeah, you see me. Yeah. Um, so I went there and it was with a lot of um, the people that were invited were like mm. senior leadership of schools, mm. headmasters, governors, and whatnot. So I was really, really privileged to be invited. And what? And I, I showed you some of this. Yeah, Remember I showed yeah, you. I took video. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Martin Lewis was like. He basically, I didn't even know this, he, in 2016, 2017, he made his own money textbook. Mm. And he cost him 375,000 uh, uh, pounds, yeah. yeah? And he took it out of his own pocket. It's called Money Matters. Money Matters. Big book. Big book. Name drop, come on. Nice. Big book. Get, get, <laughs> get it for your kids. Get it for your kids. Any, anybody that's listening, go and buy that book. And he broke it all down. And he said, why? And he was quite angry because he said he directed this at the guy from education. He goes, I've been talking about this for five years. Mm. I went to you. I gave you everything. Why, and me as a private individual, do I have to dip into my own pocket mm. to talk about something that's education? Why are we not teaching money? And he was basically explaining money is, you know, as a major factor in people's lives. People kill themselves over money. People divorce over money. Money, you know, and, and the lack of management. Mm. And he gave an interesting statistic because even if you worked in like a low paid job or minimum wage job, in your lifetime, if you're just say 23, 24,000 pounds, in your lifetime, you will earn a million pound. Mm. 
in your lifetime if you counted all your salaries, mm-hmm. right? So it's not a case of, you know, because we live in, he said we live in the fourth biggest economy in the world, and how can we have poverty For here? For because real. there's a case of money management. So I think if, again, I was education secretary, that has to be put top on top. top it has top, to top. be. And I'm not disrespecting any other um, subjects, no. but money management, come on. When you guys went for mortgages and all that type, did you know what you were doing? No, no, no. You no, just no. found out as you yeah, went on the ground. That book you're oh, talking right. about, I mean, we, I, we flicked through it together. Yeah, and we, yeah. we saw some things that we were like, I didn't even know that. I don't even know that. I, 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 RPI, API, all this stuff. But why are we not teaching our kids? You know, I've said this, so, you know, maybe to, we're coming to the end, but, you know, these are, looking on the horizon, these are avenues. And I think just, one of your guests was talking about this. Yado, mm. he was saying about he wanted to go into football academy yeah, and teach, yeah, academy should right, teach yeah. mortgage and financial management. Not only, not only academies, we need to be teaching this across the board. Mm. So that is an area that I'm very, very intrigued by because if you do not... Look, if you come from a family with... You know, and you, I don't want to use the word poor, you're, in, mm. so you, you're going through socioeconomic struggles, mm. okay? Or you're going through economic struggles. Mm. How are you going to propel them? If, the, if all they've seen about them is drug dealers or criminals. In fact, let me, let me say a story real quick. When I was towards the end of my tenure as a, a, a NEETS coordinator, there was one boy, let's just call him John, I won't give his mm. real name. John was a drug dealer, notorious in the area. We mm. all knew he was showing. But again, the police, we, 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 we were involved with the police as well, mm. um, yacht team, which is youth offending services. And you know, I was working with him, I was working for about two years, trying to get him on the straight and narrow. And I remember I sat down with him, like I'm sitting down with you guys, yeah. and I said, you know, listen, John, you've got to change your life, bruv. Mm. You're destroying people. I sat this conversation, you're destroying people's lives, bruv. When you're shutting that stuff, you, you know, these wrecking people's lives, f- you know, think about it. He's like, nah, I'm not going to change. I'm just doing this. So basically, it was a mandatory, what called mandatory order. He had to come to our centre, mm-hmm. otherwise he was just basically going to get arrested. He, was, he, was, he didn't want to come. He was forced mm-hmm. to come. But me and him got on. And I said, John, listen to me. You know, you're always going to be watching over your shoulder for the rest of your life. Every day you wake up, you don't know if it's your last day or not. Mm-hmm. And, you know, think about it. And he goes, what, to end up like people like you? And he goes, all right, let me break a story down. He goes, they've taken away the EMA, mm-hmm. right? Uni costs nine grand a year. Mm-hmm. My brother went to uni in that. But he works. At, he he worked like in retail. Mm. I won't name, mention the name. But he works in a sports shop. But he's got twenty grand worth of debt, and he can't find a job because no one gave him the experience. We don't know anybody. I live in a council flat and whatnot because I make a grand a day. I make five hundred to a grand a day. I can look after my mum. Mm. I can look after him. I'm paying for everything. So you want mm. me to give all that up to get myself in twenty grand worth of debt mm. and what? Um, well, Two hundred pounds. This is it. Yeah. This is it. And I, I remember. This... I remember sitting there. He left the room, and I was actually quite not emotional, but I was like. Wow, no. I just felt like he slapped me around the face. But Justin, remember, Justin said this in episode one, where mm. those teachers should get paid more so that the students uh, can be more inspired yeah. and will be in awe of, of teachers. Because yeah. we're going be, through be an action hero. Be an action hero. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if I agree with that. We're not even seeing I don't know if I agree with that. That's what Justin said. Kevin's controversial. I'm sorry, I'm not going to go into it. I know I know. I understand that, but I don't agree with the money aspect side of things. Scotland, for example, Mm, please quote me if I'm wrong, but Scot- um, let me know if I'm wrong, sorry. Mm. Scotland allow their um, citizens to go to university for free, free right? It's possible. And, and we're, we're in the UK, yeah. not too far from Scotland. Why can't we do the same thing? This is where it gets political, because okay, the thing is, money. it's the money and mm. the thing is, no. we have made it in our society where doing bad things pay. Yeah. I was having this conversation with Elias, slightly off education, but I think this is important to talk, discuss, where... 
people that are doing you know working honest mm. law-abiding citizens mm, mm, are being punished for it they're getting mm. tax months where you've got all these super rich people that pay no tax exactly you've got the crims that are kind of getting away with things so no wonder we're finding ourselves in a situation of unrest because people are saying it's not fair and we're voting for politicians that basically promise to change the system so until we deal with this just to kind of surmise what i've said there's a clear problem and i don't want to be a doom uh, you know spouting doom mm. but as this brexit malarkey and all these other things go on i think things are getting worse because people are unsettled mm. if adults are unsettled their kids are going to be unsettled I spoke to a guy saying, I'm not too sure, you know, a guy from Finland, um, a guy that I know, he said, I'm going back to Finland. I said, why? Because he goes, um, his wife's American, she's on my visa, but because of all this Brexit malarkey, we're not sure we can stay in the country yeah, anymore. Yeah, yeah. He's off. And I just thought... Was he a teacher? No, he wasn't a teacher. Okay. He's an old colleague I used to work with. So he's, 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 taking, he's leaving October, he's taking all these kids and, you know, and he just said it's a horrible time for the mm-hmm. family because we don't know. We're, we're, for three years, we don't know what the government are doing. Mm-hmm. So when I'm seeing a lot of these things and the stabbings and whatnot, and again, that's government cuts. The reason why I had to leave the NEETS coordinator job was because they cut it. Mm-hmm. The government cut it. So we're going to see a lot more of this. And that's why it's important yeah. that we train our teachers. In fact, in 2020, the government are saying they're going to train their te- um, teachers to learn about mental health yeah, and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but that's it. This right? is it. This is it. I mean, it brings us to... Uh, Forza, Forza Party. Forza Party. Yeah. Forza Party. Bang, bang. Forza Party. <laughs> sorry, sorry to cut you no, off. No, I know no, you've no, got really. to go. Yeah. But um, we've got a question from Spontaneous <laughs> Composition <laughs> on Instagram. You know Dog. these names. <laughs> <laughs> Um, what's what does spontaneous composition mean? I love that. I like that. Random, random compositions, random, isn't it? Random ting there. Random yeah. ting there. Yeah, you random know what I mean? He's asking, right. touching, touching on mental health, he said, um, yeah. with all the exams, the pressures of getting high grades, he's yeah. a student, I'm yeah. guessing, with the exams and uh, students getting, um, you know, being bogged down to do exams yeah. and tests, yeah. should there be a therapist in school so that students can be... Yes. Uh, able to go and speak to them yes in fact damien hines to answer that question yes big question from spontaneous big up spontaneous damien hines i can't remember the figure he promised but he promised i think it's something like i can't remember 40 million or something Mm. but he promised to put some millions behind the mental health issue we know that we're going into a crisis now Mm. one in four young people will have some form of mental health episode during their school career we know these things are getting worse the government are aware of it and I think we were talking privately about this because mm. now all te- teachers that are from, I think, 2021 or tw- uh, mm. 2022 will have to be trained in mental health as well to mm. recognise the signs. Mm-hmm. They are aware of it and the government are trying to put things in place mm. um, with that. Is it enough? Because, again, if you've got 30 kids, if you've got in a school of 1,000 kids that and you hire two or three therapists, yeah. how much yeah. time is really they're going to do that? So I think on that side... It's tricky because teachers are already bogged down. Now you're, you're giving them mental health stuff to do. That's one of the biggest challenges so teachers face, isn't it? So I think, again, not to get political, there needs to be more put in place for our young people. And we've got to give our young people hope again. When I was growing up mm. under the Labour government and whatnot, there was lots of things. The EMI, uh, um, EMA, people getting paid £30 to go to school. Mm. Trust me, if you're from Barking, £30 a lot of money. Like, College, you know? I remember, you know them ones you yeah, go to... Yeah, I never got it. Oh, that's good, like, <laughs> and, you know, they were talking that, oh, are you going to pay me £30 a week to go to school? For real, like... Yeah. Do, do, what, do, can I do anything come out of it? Yeah. Right. You see their face like, mm. £30 to go to school, yeah, I'm going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? But it's the small little things mm. that incentivize our, our, our young people. So, you know, we, we, 
it's a complex issue. The thing, but, yeah, go on. The thing I, mm. I want to say is that, you know, I mm. mean, big up spontaneous conversation because he does talk about tests, exams, yeah. the pressures of school. I mean, we touched on, yeah. you, you know, you told us about the story about the, the student being gay. Yeah. All these pressures that they have to yeah. deal with within yeah. the school yeah. setting, it does affect you mentally. Of course. Now, we're talking about students. Yes. Fair enough. Mm. I think there should be something in place, and I know Kevin's big on that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think there should be something in place for teachers yeah. as well. Yeah, yeah because it's such an emotional job. I mean, we as teachers, we get so engulfed in it. Yeah. If a kid swears at you, yeah, I take it personally. Man. <laughs> I'm a sensitive guy, bro. You know what I mean? You'd be like, why is he swearing at me for? I think there's a crisis in teaching. I think they said one in four, one in five teachers will leave the profession within five years. Hey, I was going to touch on that, but yeah. they're going to leave the profession in five years. And again. It comes down to there's a lot of what we call bottom up and top down pressure coming down. Mm-hmm. The time, you've got so many duties, you've got so many responsibilities. And again, if you're dealing with quite harrowing cases, especially where you work, mm-hmm. and again, I don't want to keep on making it about socioeconomics because I've taught in schools like in, in Richmond and Rice mm-hmm. and they're facing similar problems. Wow. You know, and their ki- the kids are like, their parents are like, you know, they work for big banks and stuff like that. They're yeah. on paper, but mm-hmm. because of the social media and all these type of yeah, stuff. Yeah. Um, you know these are problems but I think you're, you're, you're spot on it's just the provision because of austerity and all this the, the argument always comes back down to how we're going to fund it mm-hmm. how we're going to fund it mm-hmm. because when I left my niche job because they it literally I'll never forget they were kind of like look we've, we have to stop the programme because how it works really quickly when you're working FE um, we're not covered the Department of Education runs the budget yeah alright and it's what we call ring fenced and what that basically means is that they're not allowed to cut it unlimited. So, for example, mm-hmm. the government, Boris Johnson can never say, you know, I'm taking two billion out of education mm-hmm. and that's it, I'm going to leave £10. That's impossible. Yeah, it's yeah, really yeah. protected. But FE and alternative provision are covered under the BIS, which is the business eyes system. I forgot what it is. But basically, the, the key thing is it's not ring-fenced. So I don't know if you remember when all these apprenticeships were being announced. Mm-hmm. You know, good old Dave Cameron, he's going to go down <laughs> well in history, isn't he? Um, he was like, you know, We've got a million apprenticeships. Mm. People didn't ask, where did the money come from? Where did the funding come from? And it came from all of the projects that I was running. And I remember when I was talking to my colleague when I was leaving, I said, give it five or six years. I left about, yeah, five or six years ago. It's going to be blood on the streets. Wow. I actually said that. I said that to my wife. She was my girlfriend at the time, fiance. Can't even remember now. Oh, don't get in trouble. She's with man. me now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> don't get in trouble now. Uh, she's with me. She's with me. She's with me. She's with me. But I remember there's going to be blood on the streets. So when I'm seeing all the stuff that's happening um, now with all the knife crime and the stabbings mm. and all the madness that's going on, I said, because we were, it's like men in black, we were the last line of defense. You know, mm. we were catching and scooping up a lot of these young people. That guy, sadly, from what I heard, he's in jail now. That, that guy I was mm. talking about, he caught up with him. Mm. But there were guys that, you know, I know of that did go into education, that did go into good jobs, mm. got in their apprenticeships, that became plumb. And, you know, they said, you know, Carl, thank you very much and whatnot, because we managed to be that safety net. But when you remove all the safety nets, these kids are just dropping Free through the cracks. Mm. And then you're excluding, you're just excluding. And again, if you've got a disruptor mm. and you're just saying, you know, he's a waste of space. And don't get me wrong, I'm not saying you can never ever exclude. But if you're just labelling somebody, and I talk about that in the book, and just saying you're a waste of space, there's something called the Pygmalion effect. Um, and basically, whatever you, it's, it's a it's self-fulfilling prophecy. Really super quick story. Mm. I grew up with a boy, let's call him David. Mm, David, exactly yeah, David, um, basically, um, his mum was a, a, a drug addict, but he mm. was a severely abused. So we had our little BMXs. And every time I remember seeing his mum running out, 
David, what are you doing? Did belt in the hand, running around. Did it, did it. You're a monster, you're a demon. She used to call, we used to laugh at the time, mm. little kids. Monster and demon. Now, I found out of one of my friends, the guy went in for aggravated assault, burglary, whatnot, what have you. Mm. Um, the sad thing is, the judge was saying, you know, you're a danger to society. Gave him 20 years, you're a danger to society. Yeah. You're, you're a beast. And, and apparently, the mum was in the court crying, saying, I didn't raise him to be this way. How did he end up this way? Because mm. you're calling him a demon, you're exactly. calling him a monster. And it became, a, that's the big in effect. It became a self-fulfilling prophecy. If you call someone something enough times, they start to believe that's what exactly. it is. Exactly. That's exactly. what the big in effect yeah. is. So yeah. if you're talking to kids, and the fastest way to deal, like, and as I always say, because I was one of those kids, mm -hmm. when I was, especially in primary school, but Miss Pierce, big up Miss Pierce, she big was up. like, you know what, you're better than this. Yeah. She literally told me, when I'm kicking off, I'm throwing things, I'm fighting everybody. I was really short. I was about 4 foot 11 till I was mm. about 15. Mm. You know what I mean? So I was always fighting people. But she had that belief in me. Mm. So if you've got no... And if you talk to those kids, you sat them down, mm. the disruptive ones, and you said to them, you know, what's the problem with school? It's like, you don't like me anyway. You don't want me in your class. Stop pretending you don't mm. like me. You don't believe in me. They will tell you that. Mm. So if you come and you believe in them, you're doing something completely different. But what happens? They get excluded. Yeah. No one believes in them. They go into a pru. Yeah. If they're lucky, they find a good teacher. But sometimes they're not lucky. Then you've got these older kids that come and say, "Bro, you know what? Yeah, you're kind yeah, of good yeah, at hustling yeah, yeah, still." Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they're getting that affirmation. Yeah. They're getting that praise that, that they're, they're not getting at home or whatnot, and then living, living up to it. Exactly, living up to it, and that's but, what ends up happening. So rather mm. than going back to your one about the entrepreneur, uh, you know, looking at what they're good at, mm. you know, if I had time, I'd tell another story. It's funny, but I probably don't have time. But you've got to find them. Remember what I said about um, education means bringing out, educating. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You've got to find what they're good at mm -hmm. and you've got to push them into it. And harness it. And and harness harness it. Mm. We've got another question, but this is the last one. We know you've got to go. No, no, no. Uh, this is from uh, Wilhelmina. Wilhelmina. Yeah. Willow what? Wilhelmina. Wilhelmina. Okay. Instagram. But ignore okay. the way you say it. Wilhelmina. Wilhelmina. What is a Wilhelmina? Art? Embarrassing thing that has happened to you in the classroom whilst teaching. Wow. Big up. That's actually my little sister. Yeah. That's the embarrassing thing that's happened to me in the classroom. I'm trying to think. Did you fart or did you burp? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, shit. That's me. No, <laughs> you know what? I'm not trying to, um, to, to dodge this. Mm. I'm not trying to dodge this. But I can't off the top of my head think, because you know what? I'm, I, I style it out. I'm, 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 I'm aware. I think the most embarrassing thing is, this was early in my teaching career. I must have been chasing after one boy. Mm. And then I'm running, running through the corridor. Not chasing after him, but there was going to be a fight. I'm running. I must have fell over. All right? And then the kids, you know the ones like, ah! A buckle. Like, ah, I was with that kid. You know what? I styled it, though. Because what I did was I did, like, some break dance things. So I fell over and I did some flop. Yeah, and I went back and I was like that. You know what I mean? I had to style it up. You know? <laughs> That's when Usher was big. You know what I mean? When, when Usher was still doing his thing. Exactly. So... I just always find a way to style it. Just right. dust off your cape and then yeah, you know, just dust it off and all them type of things. But to be honest, it's, you know what? I, I, I always, my belief is, this is my personal philosophy. Um, my mum, you know, she was a very religious lady. She said, all things work out for those mm -hmm. who believe in them. All things work out for the children of God. And I always feel like, whatever my disadvantages are, so really quick, um, talking about the book, I remember talking to one of my, my, my teaching colleagues and I was excited. I had the plan in my head and I said, look, I want to write the book. And he goes, oh, can't, but you know what? I don't know, man. I said, what? So you know when you get excited about an idea and then someone just kind of shuts it down. You know, it's just that I had a... Mm. And I said, why? He goes, oh, but you know, because you're black, mate. 
distracted. Mm. So, because uh, but you know, like we're gonna take you seriously, and mm. you just gotta be careful. And then my, you know what I said to myself? I said I was really vexed. Yeah. So I was thinking, why should that prohibit me to yeah, write? Exactly. And that's when I started looking up Tony to, uh, Dr. Tony Silver. But I said, you know, that's my advantage. Because I'm coming from a, a vantage point that not that's a lot it. of people that's right, yeah. are coming from. So it was kind of mm. like, it was kind of like, for me, I'm going to do that. So, you know, you've got to always in life try and yeah. make your weaknesses your strengths. That's yeah, what right. I believe in. So, yeah. yeah. So, nah, yeah. listen, honestly, like, you know it's what? been a big, big, big interview. You I've know enjoyed it. Like, yeah. You know what, Carl? I, I've, Listen, I thought listen. there was going to be more controversy, but we see eye to eye on some things. Tyson Fury, you know Tyson Fury, Tyson Fury around this. Get this book, honestly, big book. There's a lot going on in this book. And I like the end where you said, if it, you know, if it gets on top of you and it doesn't work out, just let it go. If you're a teacher, <laughs> just let it go. That's, <laughs> my, <laughs> part of the book. That's my favorite part of the goal. Uh, sorry, of, of the book, it's just Mate, let it go. Really super quickly, 30 seconds. I want to just yeah, want to qualify yeah. what you were saying. When I talk about that letting go, mm. what I'm saying, that's the last resort, right? So, I, uh, and I use Heat, big film, Robert De Niro mm. and Al Pacino, uh, a massive film, film as my example because. There was a part where they sat together, so you've got De Niro's the criminal, mm -hmm. like the robber, and you've got Pacino who's like the cop trying to catch him, and they, they know of each other. Yeah, yeah. And then, you know, they, they like each other, but there's that, I won't say the line, but it's like, you know, I want to go and do this and you can't stop mm -hmm. me, and I'm going to have to put you down. And then, you know, Pacino's character says something like, well, okay, cool, I like you too, but if you do this, I will kill you. And I'm not saying this about <laughs> your kids, by the way. <laughs> what I'm saying is that, you might come to a point with your student where they're a danger to the whole school community or they're just not following. So, yeah, for yeah. example, if they do bring a knife or a gun or something to school, yeah, yeah. that's clear and present danger. Yeah, and you can't have that there and they're yeah, breaking yeah. the rules, whatever you set. So, I'm not saying exclude willy-nilly, but that's a last resort. And mm. if they are a danger to you, and that's what I say to all teachers and students, if they're coming, they're gripping you up and punching you in the face, you can't have that. There's, that is... A line, yeah, and yeah, you can't yeah. cross that. Mm. So that, so there are circumstances. I just wanted to qualify yeah. that before you say big. Let's get, get rid of it. <laughs> big things. Where yes. can we get the book, man? Sorry, sorry, Kevin, you were about to say something. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> where can we get the book? Kevin, where can we get the book? So it's exclusively out on Amazon. Go out, just look up the Action Hero Teacher. Um, classroom management made simple on Amazon. You can get the book. You can get that in Kindle. Mm. I'm not. I'm a. I'm a doer, not a talker. There's some other big, big things coming up soon. So just keep your eye out on the Amazon. You can go to my website, which is actionheroteacher.com. Also, if you are, I run workshops and talks and discussions. Go to actionheroteacher.com, and I can tell you all about that as well. So I come in, I do inset days, I talk to teachers, I do coaching and all that type of stuff. Yeah. You'll see all the stuff there. So get in contact with me, reach out, and it's not only for teachers. If you're a youth worker, you work with any form of youth. I'm more than happy to tell because that's what I want to do. And what we'll do, we'll plug all that in the description below. Thank as well. you. We'll plug all of that. Um, One second. Competition time! Competition! Come on! So, what we're going to do, we're going to be giving away one of these books. Um, if you're interested, uh, what we'd like you to do is subscribe, first and foremost. Come on. Like. Like. And, and also, mm -hmm. in the comments below, we want to guess how many pages are in this book. And then, one month from the date of upload, we're Can I make it slightly better? Yeah, oh, right. so right. yeah, yeah. Oh, out, you know man. what I just clocked? On Amazon, it tells you the pages. This is what I think. So what kind of right. I'll do. I'll do an even better that? one. He's good. He's I'll good do an even better one because I'll tell you guys the answers, so only you guys will know. How my first draft of the book? How many words 
did it take you to write the book in total for the first draft? Because only these guys will know because I want to tell them. So it's, I'll give you a clue. It's not two words, okay? It's <laughs> tens of thousands. But the closest number to the first draft of the book, how many words I put in there, oh, will get the prize. And I'll give you guys the answer. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. Off camera. Off camera. So, so how many words? In the comments draft? below, make a comment on that. The one month from the date of upload of this video will be announced the winner. Yeah. Um, Say so what? How many words? How many words were in the first draft of this book? The action hero teacher. Listen, Carl, man, it's been a big, big interview. We could Thank speak you. all it's day, man. No, no, it's been a pleasure. And I loved it. No, guys, man, honestly, you know, I'm going to plug you guys. These guys are absolutely fantastic. I'm nice. a big, big fan. Guys, if you're yes. watching, follow these guys because I yes. think they're going to do great, 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 great things. I'm yes. loving your podcast. I'm loving your interviews. So I'm so happy that you, you, you know, you included Thanks me. For coming, and please, no, 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 no. again, maybe, you know, we've got to do it again. We've got to oh, do it again. Well, yeah, we'll bring you back. We'll bring you back. We'll release that second book, you know what I mean? Oh, okay, But cool. listen, thanks for watching Freezer Social. Make sure you like, you share, you subscribe, you drop a comment with regards to teaching. If you're a teacher, listen, we're going to put Carl's uh, Instagram, email, all of that up on there so that Not you can follow Carl. Not my personal one. Not his personal one. Don't get excited. It's you don't want him to get in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> also, if you have any questions, again, do hit it, throw them in the comments. We'll hopefully get Carl to kind of answer a few of them as well. No problem. As well. Yeah, we'll get involved as well. Thank you. Freeze the social. Freeze the social. Out.